Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. We've already brought sexy back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name is Marcus Speller and Luke Moore is here. All right. Jim Campbell's here. Yo. And Pete Donaldson. He's got a third nipple. Weekend, eh? Mm. Gareth Southgate, the Super Bowl. Mm. <laughs> Why tangy day celebrations? The Spice Girls announcing that they're going to reunite. 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 And, uh, they don't have the power to do that. And today is apparently Nutella Day. International Nutella Day, Jim Campbell just told World me. Nutella day, World yeah. Nutella Day. World Nutella Day. Um, there's the Philadelphia Eagles who've just won the Super Bowl. Don't I've bring got, Philadelphia into it. I've got, yeah, that's not, <laughs> yeah. not to be confused with Nutella. Um, they've got a player called Jay Ajayi who was born in London, so maybe Southgate's trying to tap him up for a bit of pace. I, he's, I, a, I, he's an Arsenal fan, isn't he? He, well is, be, he is an Arsenal be. fan, I know mm. that, because I once interviewed him. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he likes to drink. He, I don't know if he still does, but he certainly liked to drink um, the juice inside a jar of pickles on the sideline. That was his thing for a while. He must stink <laughs> depends. who wants to get close to him depends if he chews gum yeah. some <laughs> of the it? stuff I've seen you drink Donaldson you're in no position <laughs> yeah. to I will put anything in my mouth <laughs> Did we enjoy, I quite enjoyed Southgate being there going so uh, what's happening What's going, What's going on? on? How do you make those guys win? Because I plan to do something <laughs> similar. <laughs> I, d- I don't want him watching other sports. I don't think that should be allowed. No, he shouldn't be confused. He'll get confused, himself. yeah. He might learn something that we do not want that. <laughs> yeah, you're right, exactly. Oh, there we are. But yeah. one thing was for certain on the weekend. There were a lot of very good goals scored. There certainly were. <laughs> Some we really had peaches, we, weren't there? There was. We, we were treated uh, to many yeah. great goals, and we'll move straight on to the game with one of the most epic finishes we've seen in a while. Of course, at Anfield, uh, Liverpool 2, Spurs 2. And, uh, well, talking of the great goals, Victor Wanyama. I'm pleased you started with that because I was, and you've completely disarmed me because I was going to come into this today saying the great things we, we, um, we remember about the Premier League over the years are things like that. Yes. And the thing that sort of depressed me a little bit over the last 24 hours or so has been just how much people want to talk about refereeing decisions mm. and, and it's been a bit of a hallmark of the last few months if not the, the entire season where um, the refereeing standard's been poor and of course VAR's coming along and everyone just wants to talk about refereeing decisions mm. and it made me a bit sad and I, I thought about it. remember that goal that Tony Yeboa scored one of the greatest Premier League goals ever mm, yeah. or the great Bergkamp hat-trick or whatever it may be or the great Bergkamp goal against Newcastle or whatever mm-hmm. that's what we remember that's yeah. the be- and that yeah. Wanyama goal 
was just so good to watch. <laughs> yeah. it, it almost compl- it just completely reminds you instantly of exactly why you love watching football. The way and, the way he hits that is just so he unleashes it. He doesn't yeah. shoot. Yeah. No. He unleashes yeah. it. He released a couple of promotional trailers earlier in the year, <laughs> and then he unleashed it. And 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 speaking of the analysis sort of paralysis, I'm talking about specifically to refereeing decisions. It made me a little bit um, sad that on match of the day too, when they're talking about oh, the carriers make a mistake. It's like no. Yeah, sometimes goals are great. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and not every single goal has to be down to a mistake. Well, completely. If, if if the goalkeeper has beaten away the danger, and some people say it wasn't. Oh, would Loro, who was back on match of the day too? Yeah, but yeah. what was he doing in that three piece suit? He was, was dressed really like a, um, a sort of a provincial vet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very I, much so. I that also he, solves crime. Yeah. No, but not very well. I mean, he, no, has go, he has yeah. a go at solving yeah, crime. Quite. I thought he looked quite nice, and I don't usually read that man's no, he, he, looked, he looked like a provincial vet who goes around pointing out other people's mistakes. <laughs> 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 Were you fed in the wrong thing? Don't give him chocolate. He, yeah. he did the brilliant thing about foreign goalkeepers punching the ball, which yeah. I, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed. Was, there's been a lot of flapping recently. That is such like a 2002 It's a David James guy. Who told David James that he'd do that? Yeah. He's been talking to a foreigner. Johnny yes. Foreigner. But, yeah. the, but what I, well, you're right when, when people talk about, oh, was it uh, Karras' mistake? Well, if, if the ball has been cleared to the point that it's dropped, I don't know, was it about 30 yards out to a player who has to textbook, half volley it, <laughs> yeah. straight to the top corner? Through a crowd of players. Yeah, yeah. So basically. I didn't realize, you've got to hold your hands up. I didn't realise yeah. you were talking about the moment before the one yard. Oh, no, that, that was how ridiculous it is. That, he stopped a header at the far post, didn't he? So he should have held it. Joe. Joe Hart would have held that. Yeah. Yeah, Gordon and then Banks would have had that. Stupid later on. It's just Lawrence, isn't it? Like yeah. you can imagine like when um when the atom was first split. <laughs> Lawrence just walked into the lab going, Who left those atoms lying around? Yeah. yeah. One of them's gonna get split if you I'd carry have, on like that. I'd have cut that into quarters myself. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is the foreigners, they always split it. <laughs> Lazy. Yeah. yeah, there we are. But uh but it was yes. a fantastic goal. It was it was an absolute was peach. And, and Pochettino's reaction on the sideline was testament to that. Now he said in his um his book or you know the, the the book written about him uh, recently that he doesn't like to show too much emotion on the sideline because it could affect his players. You know he wants his players to Does keep the calm head. You're going to old Klopp in a minute. Yeah, he's got Klopp's like it's not even a celebration unless I've broken my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I am ten feet from this dugout after the goal's gone <laughs> yeah, in, then it's not a celebration. Yeah, yeah. He, Klopp when he celebrates, he looks like he's fighting invisible adversaries. Doesn't yeah, he? yeah, he's that's, that's a, beating <laughs> off ninjas. That's a very good point. Um, but yeah, but, but Pochettino's <laughs> reaction when that when Yama goal went in was testament to what a goal it was and how it came out of nowhere because it was it was a, it was quite an emotional uh, or, or impassioned celebration mm-hmm. for Pochettino and he was quite lively actually on the touchline and I think that was it wasn't it the way the game ended the game had been you know it had been a fairly decent game Spurs were probably largely on top in the second half and, and deserved their equaliser but you know not many goals scored and then all hell broke loose and yeah. there's the, sort of the last sort of five ten minutes yeah, or whatever and, and I think that's right and I think there's an Without getting too sort of sober in the analysis, because we probably had enough of that already, um, not on this show, but uh, <laughs> is is that there's an element that Liverpool maybe I feel that Liverpool they play one way and mm-hmm. really one way only, and that's not a criticism, and they're very good at it. <clears throat> but I feel that like they 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 they're a bit buffeted around by the winds. They 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 they, they can only play in a sort of certain way, and I wonder how how much in control they actually are at any point. Whereas I think Spurs are much better at controlling the game, and, yeah, and and. They've also developed a bit of a plan B as well. I mean, they've beaten good Champions League opposition this season with <clears> quite a low level of possession, mm-hmm. maybe compared to how you would imagine them as, t- as a team in the past. So 
They kept the ball well against Liverpool. Very much and, so. And it's funny, yeah. Klopp said that the only team that changed their style against Liverpool is Manchester City. But uh, which which is sort of a little bit of a dig to to some of the other sides, I think. But with Spurs, can you think of another way Liverpool can play though? Because no, not not particularly. Yeah. And, they're, and, they're a massive reflection of their manager. Yeah, they're mm. the most emotionally led team in the Premier League. Yeah. It's all on and, the front foot. Isn't yeah, it? and Klopp is the most emotionally mm. led manager in the Premier League. It's interesting how much of a reflection they are. Well, and 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 we, you know we have to move on to the refereeing decisions, of course. And and there lies uh, your, your point with Klopp, very impassioned now. I, it was so funny because Klopp didn't think Spurs should have been given two penalties. Pochettino did, um, so you know that's uh, that's what it. we expect. I, I did quite Pochettino. Um, I did quite like his reaction when he was saying, "Well, referees don't get any praise when they make the right decision." So I think we should give him praise. He was really uh, making yeah. sure yeah. that the referees got the praise for making the, the right decisions. Referees have had a terrible season, but I think. Do you reckon like the, the 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 league just went? Look, can you just be just dreadful this year? So because the VAR lobby is so <laughs> yeah, big, yeah, yeah, right. Because yeah. it's going to happen, oh, yeah, but it yeah. needs to happen in a big way. And so you guys, Info be... Wars, <laughs> yeah, mate, I've info... gone full Sean Hannity. You never go full Info yeah. Wars. Oh. Go Pete's, half Pete's Newswire. <laughs> oh, all of a sudden, Pete's Twitter's been deleted <laughs> because the regime don't like it, man. <laughs> I don't think that probably is the case, Pete. You'll be surprised, you no, but you're, yeah. I agree with that. They've been largely very very poor this season um, and it will serve the Premier League's VIR lobby well VIR VIR you're talking about conspiracy theories now <laughs> video injury ref yeah well actually I thought you had a good idea for how to improve this last ah, week that's Pete. doubtful he's yeah, well, at, you, sorry ladies and gentlemen he's looking at Pete when he said <laughs> yeah, yeah. hear him out through my, my mouth my neck hurts I was looking um, somewhere else yeah <laughs> well Pete you said um, off, off air the other day maybe it would be a good idea to dope referees <laughs> so that like they're all like or like roided up oh, and like yeah, just yeah, really yeah. good at it. Yeah, yeah. No, no further questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's my original point. Yeah, when you said dove, that makes it sound a bit sleepy. I mean, like the way really the drugs. them up. Yeah, so, so they're really sort I'd, of so they're on it faster than the focused, players. Focused. I don't have a problem with any any, any of, of that. Pen- no, yeah, no, no, sorry. <laughs> Let the record be known. I do have a problem with all of that. <laughs> but moving it along, um, the refereeing decisions around the two penalties. Um, Although we've had a pop at Lawrence and match of the day too, I suppose, already on this show, mm-hmm. show today, I thought they did a good job of explaining the first one quite well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lor- but Lawrence came across as quite petulant, it came across as a bit like, oh, your dad knows best type thing, mm-hmm. saying the law should change. I actually agree with that as well. I, yeah, I yeah. think that I think the offside law, especially when thought about in the context of VAR coming in, now really isn't fit for purpose. Mm-hmm. They need to go back to simplifying it massively and making it more about daylight between the attacker and the defender. Yeah. And that will only I help agree. the technology. You could have an Definitely. automated piece of uh, software that, yeah. t- t- that and, detects and, that. And So that was explained already, mm. so we probably don't need to get into the weeds of that because it's probably a bit dull. But um, the second penalty, um, for me, I don't know what they're not I, I, I can't believe that's a controversial decision. No, it's not. It's so obvious. And, and, and Van Dyke was saying, well, he's just got across me. And, and some of the, um, the, the others who were saying it wasn't a penalty saying, well, it's, you know, he, he hasn't meant to do it. He's, again, Lamella's got across him. He's just had a swim. He's fouled. He's kicked him. Van Dijk. He may not have meant that, but it's a, it, it's such a clear penalty. We see it happen. Brilliant a lot. decision from the line. Van Dijk doesn't even know he's there, does he? You no. look at Van Dijk's um, face. He's looking completely the other way. He's mm. thinking, I'm just going to put my boot through this and get rid of mm. it. Yeah. And Lamella's very, very quick wit. It gets in there. Lamella hits the ground like a ton of bricks. But as I was saying to Jim earlier before we came on, players do that all the time. Mm. And if Liverpool fans want to complain about that, I suggest they complain as well in turn about the VAR penalty they were awarded when Salah hit the ground like a ton of bricks through yeah. minimal contact and that was overturned and awarded as a penalty. Mm. So players hit the ground all the time. Yeah. That's a definite foul. If, if someone did that on the halfway line, the old cliche goes, it's a foul all day. Yeah. We've, so we've, you, can't, you cannot question that in my view. We've t- and talking about questioning the referee, uh, the way that Salah, in the middle of his goal, 
uh, asked for, uh, I think it was a handball, was it? Or a handball or a foul. Oh, sorry. that's right, yeah. And they, like, he's so quick. This, he's so quick in <laughs> yeah. the same movement, managed to yeah. take it around two places. You're not going to get me up and I'll just score yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that goal, I mean, Ian, Ian Wright said a couple of weeks ago on Match Today that Mo Salah reminds me a little bit of Messi. Obviously not in sort of, you no, know, he's, the, the, I the get quality, that. Like, you know, close the, control. He, he, I think that's right, Jim. He, ma- right. he manages to keep hold the ball without using any brute mm. strength at all, which is rare for the Premier League. And, but he's so direct and so positive mm. and quite wiry and can sort of wriggle through things. And Ian Wright was sort of you know mocked a little bit for saying that but obviously we're not saying he's going to go on and score a billion goals every season but like they are comparable players and there aren't many players out there that you no, can yeah, compare to Messi I would pay style. so much money to watch that lad every week he's so good similar in style for sure mm. I don't think that's the point isn't it it's a comparison you, you, you can you can qualify the comparison however mm-hmm. you want but they're the same type of player Completely. Messi just happens to be quite a lot better but Salah's a great player to watch he's, he's, I mean, he's having a phenomenal season isn't he mm. I, I, I did enjoy yeah going back to the referees the, the the chat that we heard between the referees but what I enjoyed the most about it was when they were discussing well did he touch the ball If they, th- these chats happen every week with referees yeah. we just happen to have heard that one yeah. but I quite liked John Moss when he went do, do you know if he touched it well we're not sure and he went well I'm giving the penalty and I love the fact that the referee stuck to his original decision because he thought it was a penalty in, in among such yeah. a cauldron like that you know mm. you're given a penalty against the uh, the home side with all the fans and, and so on and so forth so I, I just thought it was fair play for little, sticking with that the little line or um, fist bump yeah <laughs> yeah he did it at the end fist didn't bump, he yeah. you, did you turn that into a meme what uh, I'll put something on Twitter about stop it, turning yeah. everything into a meme no, no, turn, let him turn what I want. he likes yeah. doing his own memes I'm the meme though. master you are you're the meme master general when we yeah. send memes to you on whatsapp you get annoyed because you've already seen them right. and that's but why you're developing your not even like own. by a week it's like oh, months oh come on all your memes are belong to us think about that <laughs> <laughs> I sent Pete Charlie bit my finger back in <laughs> 2015 very early on very early on <laughs> uh, dear, it's fair to say old Cloppy can be a little bit petulant when things don't go I think he gets away. I think he gets away with murder well, did you hear what he said after the game he said um, if I say what I think, I'll pay the biggest fine in world football. What does that <laughs> what, mean? What is he about? I mean, to say? what is he going to say? Then? It makes me think I want him to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unleash I'm this true chop form. up a referee with a saw. gun. <laughs> with a Tommy gun, um, he, he gets away with it. But if you look at some of the, um, someone did a, I can't, I tried to find it earlier and I couldn't find it, and I promise you, I didn't make it up. Someone did a collage of the things, the newspaper headlines, covering what Klopp had blamed defeats on. Mm. Um, and given that he's not really got a reputation for being mad mm. uh, in that way, at there's, least. There's no cloplies.com uh, website. There should right? be. There's he, he gets away with murder, in my <laughs> view. I think he's so emotionally led. And I think because he does it with a smile and he's quite cool in quotes and obviously German and he's managing Champions League finals. I, I see a lot of if, him in me, really. He, yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Especially the Champions League finals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Glasses. Tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mental. Where are you going with this one, Because <laughs> I was going to make a serious point there. Well, you, well, you occasionally criticise me for being too emotionally led. You are very emotionally, emotionally led, led yeah. but I, that's partly what I like about you. Mm. You've got a lot of love to give, and so has Klopp. Mm. But he, when, he, when he's on the wrong end of it, he goes way over the top, and I think he gets away with a lot more than he should because he's a, a progressive, in quotes, or German forward-thinking manager. I agree with that. We're going to mention Harry Kane, 100 goals. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Terrible yeah, yeah. first penalty, though. It, well, I don't know, actually. I think Karius maybe deserves a bit of credit for I that. Think so, so often you're, you're told, just smash uh-huh. it down the middle, and uh-huh. that's an effective way to score a penalty. I th- I think, Karius stood up well. Well, I spoke earlier in the season when Wayne, Wayne Rooney took a similar penalty and it went in. Is when, you, when, a, when, a, when a player runs up to take a penalty and he looks as though he's going to place it, mm. hits it with the inside of the foot, but, but hits it fairly um, firmly, 
but goes down the middle. Because normally people would put their laces through if they're going to go down the middle. If you if you open your foot like that, you think, well, he's going to go one way or the other. But actually, to put it down the middle, firmly hit, it's usually quite a good thing. Keeper dives either way. But I think you're right, Jim. I think the goalkeeper takes a lot of credit for standing there and, and, and making the saves. But a lot of balls on, on Kane to go up and take the second one and, and calm yeah, it that way. And I think, Marcus, your analysis of penalty taking is very interesting to me. I think you do it very well. Oh, thank you. But you, in this parish, we have always been a fan of that if the penalty is missed, it's a poor penalty. <laughs> so you have to at least acknowledge that if it doesn't go in it's by definition you, a poor no but there can be see, a good save though. yeah but it still means there's no excuse to give the keeper a chance to save it where do you well, stand on the Carl Darlow I know, you, know you're watching that match uh, Luke where he what, sort Palace of saved Newcastle. the penalty sort well no he didn't save it well, sort well, of well, saved sorry it. let me ask it if you don't mind Mark, uh, yeah please he's <laughs> just going to end you going did the ball go in or not I'm delighted to say the, re- the question was pointed at me Marcus <laughs> <laughs> so I've got the honour on this occasion um Peter, just to answer your question, okay. um, the ball went in the back of the net, mate. So yeah. uh, well, that's, that's all we've got. So uh, we're just gonna go, there we are. Just going to go to a break now. He, he was very unlucky. He was very unlucky. <laughs> uh, we have to move on, though. Uh, we do have Definitely. to move on. And we're going to go to Brighton. They look great against West Ham. Mm. And another great goal was scored. Izquierdo with it, a beauty. It, yeah. it reminded me. Let me have this. Please. If you're going to pick me up together, because it'll take three of you, and shut me out of the room, please do so. But it's I'm World put, Luke Moore Day today. I'm putting this out there. It reminded me of Georgie Hadji's in World Cup '94. Ooh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to disagree. Okay, uh, because are he, you going to respectfully disagree? Or I'm going to well make up your mind yourself. <laughs> uh, the way he killed, he killed it with his right into the corner. Same so part of the pitch though. Yeah, but Hadji used his left foot that yeah. part of the pitch, and mm-hmm. Hadji's uh, some. I'm still not sure if it was a cross or a shot. Stick to penalties, mate. <laughs> well, <laughs> just it's saying. It's a great goal, and it was a fantastic celebration as well. It was, yeah, yeah it was yeah. beautiful. He looks a lively player, doesn't he, Escado? Sometimes he's, you know, his his uh, end product isn't the best, but that was um, certainly. Certainly, end product. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, well done, okay, Jim. Jim. Well done, Jim. <laughs> yeah, put the Nutella down and get back into it. <laughs> Never. Um, Glenn Murray among Not the goals on this again. Um, that was a nice finish as well. It was. Glenn Murray, 34, obviously playing for a, for a, a side who are playing in their, their first Premier League campaign. And he's got 10 goals this season. Yeah. And he's, I love it. He's got five in his last seven matches. I'm a big fan of Glenn Murray, a proper centre forward. Yeah. And, and, and among the goals. He's also been quite unlucky, hasn't he, with a few promotions. Um, and injuries as well. With injuries that have exactly stopped him being able to really have this chance in the Premier League. And, and it's, it's, it's really nice to see him getting amongst it, as you say. Signing Leonardo Rijoa as well is, is, a, is a nice thing. for Very, yeah, very, very good move. Pascal Gross yeah. uh, got uh, <laughs> a nice one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he did. Get, he, you, I mean, you're a big fan of his look. You I were touting. He, you were singing his praises in pre-season, I believe. Before. I was. Yeah, I thought he was a, it was a sign in the, at, the, at the price and and given his potential and the style of football he plays, um, it was a massively below the radar signing. Um, I, I thought they were very lucky to get him, but well, actually not lucky. Very very fortunate to get him because they obviously did the homework and he's. He's been great all season. Five really. goals and six assists in the Prem so far this yeah. season. Not many players, uh, especially in the bottom half of the table, would would better that. He's the type of player who. Um, Sort of when they play really good teams away from home, he's not the sort of player who's going to have an impact on the game necessarily. I wouldn't say, mm-hmm. um, and he's was he twenty five, twenty six now, so he's been around a bit. But I, th- I think he's perfect for them. I, I imagine he's very popular down there because he, he, yeah. he contributes and he's he's got a little bit of the X factor about him, and he pops up with a goal or, or so here and there. And, and I think he's the bo- the most assist, by far the biggest assist maker in the. Um, in in the team, and given that David Proper is there as well, and he yeah. got he got a lot more press, didn't he? Oh, and and Knockout yeah. as well is in the side, who's been such a hero for them in, in recent seasons. Yeah, uh, do we think the Seagulls are going to stay up? It's hard to predict, it's, isn't it's it? It's very, very congested, very, very difficult one this season because I, I don't know. We're sort of going to discuss later. One thing that's really conspicuous by his, by its absence this year is a whipping boy. 
You know, because yeah, they're all whipping each other. Well, it quite yeah, it's a sort of like mass flagellation <laughs> festival, isn't it? <laughs> all right. Yeah, but yeah, I um, I, I they've got every chance, but it's it's, it's tough to sort of pick out a favourite to stay up or a favourite to go down in some cases. <laughs> well, well, even like uh, even teams like Swansea are starting to pick up points. Well, exactly. like, oh, how did this happen? Yeah, you um, were nailed on. Don't West Brom play Chelsea next up? And I think mm. I think well, um, we're going to talk about West Brom. Yeah, they'll, 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 there's a chance they'll be cut. They'll be uh, cut adrift. But um, any it's a mugs game trying to predict um, yeah. what's going to happen. The only thing, the only angle you could say is perhaps at Huddersfield, they've, they've lost a load of games in the yeah, row. They're now. falling. They're struggling. And you yeah. wonder where their quality is, especially in terms of uh, scoring goals. Um, but uh, Brighton have got every chance. They're right in the mix-up. And, and if you're a promoted team, if you're in the mix-up in February, March, that's all you can ask for, really. That's right, yeah. Well, it's pretty obvious who's going to win the league. I think we can all agree on mm. that. But they got a point at Turf Moor. I say they got a point. They dropped two, really, yeah. in the context of it. Burnley got a hard-earned point, though. Uh, Manchester City players, who knows where they are at time of recording. Pep Guardiola's given them a few days off, and he said they can go anywhere. I love it. They can this. do anything. Basically, the, the club's doors have just been locked shut. Mm. Everyone take three <laughs> or four days, whatever it is. And uh, I, I suppose, really, when you look at it, they desperately need that. It makes sense because the football they've been playing and how well they've been playing it and the quantity of football, firing on all cylinders in all competitions, they need a bloody rest. And Kevin I... De Bruyne said he felt like shit. Did he? Did Partial he? to a swear word. He's quite frank, isn't he? Mm. He, he is, yeah. yeah. My, um, my favourite video clip of the whole year was him, I think it's with Fabian Delph or something, where he goes... Uh, uh, he's taking a picture, or it looks like he's taking a selfie of him and his friend, and and uh, his friend doesn't realise that it's um, uh, that it's a video. And he goes, "Say something! It's a video!" <laughs> and he sounds like uh, a, a townsfolk, a, a member of some townsfolk in uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. He sounds like <laughs> that's a lot of chocolate. Based on that impression, he sounds like her lip from League of Gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're talking about fantastic goals this weekend. I think one that's maybe perhaps quite yeah. underappreciated is Goodmanson's um, finish. I thought you were going to say Danilo's. Oh, Danilo's yeah. was great, obviously yeah. great. But Goodmanson's quite late in the game, coming in, coming in at pace on the half volley against probably the best goalkeeper well, in the league is, is, a, is, is a pretty good effort. But that's what I was going to say. Is we know what Edison's capable of, and he made a superb was um, save early that, on. Therefore... With his capabilities, should he have saved that good news? That save, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to sat here as someone who went to go see Cirque du Bloody Soleil last night. Now you're talking. And that save beggared belief. Yeah. It was, that would have, wouldn't have been out of place with, uh, with, with the chaps over at the Cirque. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I like this whole um, holiday thing that Guardiola's, um, you know, starting to, to give the players. It almost looks like he's toying with the idea of trying to lose the league. Like, let's just drop loads of points. Let Jose think <laughs> yeah. that, you know, actually maybe you'll get back in and they go, nah, just race away again at the end. <laughs> Are you going to be back for the next game? Might be. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Might, might just take a 3-0 defeat. Yeah. Know. Might, might put a youth team out without imagine, a bench. Imagine, that, <laughs> imagine if they were so knackered. He threw the next couple of games, got, d- took the deduction of three points, and then they still hadn't really won the league. Yeah. <laughs> it would be disgraceful. It would be. <laughs> um, but uh, was it as disgraceful as not putting that extra substitute on the bench? I Gary mean, Neville was very offended fuming. by that. I found this very, very strange. And the reason I found it strange is because I thought, as soon as I heard about it, I thought, it's something not quite right there. I did a bit of cursory research. Of you did. Is there any other type on this show? <laughs> Probably not. And I found out that the under-23s played the night before, mm. so... Guardiola wants to take responsibility for managing their recovery mm-hmm. and didn't want to put one of them on the bench for admittedly a short trip, but a trip nonetheless. And two, I found out fairly quickly that they wanted to take a risk with David Silva, knowing there's a chance he might not make it. And if he didn't, they'd be a player short on the bench. Guardiola's comments are a little bit odd, but other than that, I mean, that, that's really the size of it. And mm-hmm. people went to absolute town on it. And, and, and when you couple that with this chat we're having about the referees, it's almost like 
the mainstream media and and perhaps maybe even a lot of fans on Twitter and all the rest of it, they want to talk about everything else other than actual football. Yeah, I agree with you. Why, why, why are you so desperate to I, get offended by it? I thought it was a shame because I thought it was a good game at Turf Moor. Two very contrasting styles. Burnley, Burnley very good, yeah. Burnley worked so hard. Dyche's comments after the game saying, that, you know, we have to keep our shape. We don't dominate too many games. You can't be all about glory. Not when you're us. You have to do the ugly stuff, but we still have some fine quality and we showed that with the goal. He's completely spot on, Dyche. Mm. He's... he's He's a, he's a realist, but he, he but he also punches above his weight in, in footballing terms, of course. And, and, and they did that superbly well. But Man City still played a great game. If it weren't for Raheem Sterling's miss, they'd have, they'd have probably won the yeah, game. There's was... plenty of narrative in the game. Edison, as we talked about, the two great goals. I wonder if, going slightly going back to an, a, an earlier point, if Guardiola was a British manager, would they make the most of that kind of six? I've read that all the time. Yeah, well, I was going to say... But we, do you know what we should do? We should get foreign referees in. Yeah. Because if people are going mad at the decisions yeah. Yeah. now, then we're going to have a plexic. Foreign drugged referees. <laughs> now you're talking. What about a load of foreign players as well? Come on, mate. Uh, uh, what? You'll you just get loads of dives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Harsh kicker balls. We didn't even talk about Harry Kane. Was it a dive or not? But we've moved on from or, that. Or Deli Ali's dive. Well, no, that was <laughs> a dive. <laughs> there'll be, be more of that in yeah. the summer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is it. He's showing us the repertoire. <laughs> All the reasons he might get sent off. An English player getting sent off for diving in the World Cup. Imagine that. <laughs> what will the sun do? They were like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, poor, poor old Gareth Southgate. He'll just think it's like a sin bin or something, won't mm. he? Watching some American sports. Yeah. He'll be on in a minute. No, Gareth, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> right, we're going to go for a little break after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Wayne getting involved I saw him last week slapping a wrestler I'm thinking why is he getting involved in all that nonsense because we're not going for a break after that we went for a break during that, that yeah, was the shall, we have, shall we have a two second break now there, there we, we go. go there we are there we are spelled you out there and these spells I'll tell you what he yeah. really has but Kevin De Bruyne will be feeling more refreshed after that will we be refreshed after some <laughs> correspondence with Pierre Donaldson it's a video unlikely <laughs> depressed rude. maybe don't be rude what have you got for us PT uh, Ned in York uh, hi chaps I was disappointed to hear on the preview show that basically footballs at the highest level are worth much more than their weight in gold meaning mm. that the expression is no longer useful I like that it's a prey save what went before and now he can dive into his email proper so I looked at the recent transfers and, uh, and some more valuable commodities and here's what I found this is going to run and run, isn't it? New Watford keeper <laughs> Pontus Dahlberg uh, actually is worth his weight in gold, almost exactly. Augusto Fernandez has moved from uh, Athletic to the Chinese Super League. He's worth his weight in rhino horn. Um, we don't encourage that. No, sort of thing, no. Do we, Hector right? Moreno, uh, if you don't encourage this, uh, Hector Moreno uh, has just moved from Roma to Sociedad, and he's worth his weight in heroin. Uh, moving from <laughs> Juve to Scosolo, 
Uh, fullback Poro Lirola is uh, worth his weight in methamphetamine. And perhaps the most satisfying of all, Kyle Walker is worth exactly his weight in crack. All the best, <laughs> Ned. <laughs> your... oh, the, the appropriately named Ned. Yeah, oh. I like that, Ned. Yeah, uh, uh, Phil Wilson in Hull. This is lovely. Um, having just got back from a trip to Vietnam, I thought I'd share this picture I took of a Vietnamese football TV show. They clearly know their stuff when it comes to soccer literature. As you'll notice, uh, there's a book in the foreground of this uh, shot, which is uh, wonderful. I'll show, you this, I'll, show, I'll show you this now. Can you see a particular football book at the front on national Vietnamese television? You literally can't buy that in a bookshop on Piccadilly. <laughs> How's he got it? In the same week that my mate sent me, sent me a picture of a football ramble book, water damaged in a, um, in a charity shop. It's we're more, on national more, television. It's more in line with where I expect us. Yeah, yeah, I know, absolutely. exactly. And we're, we will we're sign on, that if you send it into us. We're yeah. on national... <laughs> Probably already in, have signed it. I mean, yeah. it does look low rent. At least the yeah. guy's wearing a watch. He looks a bit like he's knocking on your door talking about God. So, Pete, can I just, <laughs> can I just confirm that is the same um, five-star reviewed, really brilliantly received, critically acclaimed uh, Football Ramble book that's still now available on Amazon. Yes, yeah. I believe yeah. so, yes. Yeah. Still in print, isn't it? Uh-huh. Amazon.co.uk. Yeah. Any more, Pete? Is that uh, no, I think it's good. Show at thefootballramble.com if you want to get involved. Wonderful. To, I mean, to be fair, Pete, that was quality and not quantity. I'll I know, well, yeah, I like to keep it succinct sometimes. Well done to the listeners. That's Finally right. stepping up their game. Absolutely. I, I, I stopped looking at the emails after two emails, to be honest. So that's Did fine. you? Right, yeah, you just got lucky then. As if any of us didn't know that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> right then, let's move on uh, to the Premier League or back to the Premier League. Arsenal's two new boys had a lovely time against Everton. Mm. As did Aaron Ramsey. Oh, it was great. It was. Uh, it was. It was. It was nice to see Arsenal having a good time Beautiful with respect. some new signings. It's good, Jim, because they've solved a lot of their problems because they, they always had real problem scoring goals before. Didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I think, though, you know, going back to what we were saying last week about the, the, the transfer window for Arsenal, I mean, it's, a, it's been a, certainly been a strange one, but I don't think they're particularly worse off. You know, the, the problems that haven't the problems that haven't been addressed are obviously still going to be problems. But you know, based on on that performance, both Mkhitaryan and and, and Aubameyang have hit the ground running, and it's, it's just it's great. I also think Mkhitaryan obviously got three assists, which is as many as Sanchez had for Arsenal mm. all season um, is perhaps going to ease some of the burden on Urza as well, which is which is nice because again that's been the problem, isn't it? You right know, right you, at the top. You know, I've got like a, a reputation to uphold about hating Arsenal, even mm-hmm. though I actually don't. Do you mind if I say that Everton were absolutely shit? Oh no, Ever- Everton certainly played their part in what was <laughs> yeah. a very enjoyable afternoon for me. In, 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 yeah. Everton played their part in what is the continuing lowering of expectations by Sam Allardyce about what to see. I, I wonder about this because Allardyce was fuming after the game, wasn't he? Just absolutely furious. And I wonder. We've said before, he's probably the best squad of players he's had. Sort of the most talented. It's a two hundred fifty million pounds. Absolutely. Squad, yeah. uh, are they bored already of his methods? Are those players just going? This this is not for me. Mm. This, They're no. in terrible nick. I mean, even their win against Leicester wasn't that. Great. Right. Seldom do you hear a manager say that his team played crap, which yeah. is what Allardyce actually would say. That, said. A lot of swearing. No, De Bruyne would be far more yeah. uh, ruder than yeah. that. But yeah, it's, it is a strange one with Allardyce. I mean, they're, they're not on, on, a, on a good run of form. He kind of went in and sorted it out. But do you think that with Allardyce, whereas you take the example when he went into Palace, he was saying this is going to take a long time to sort it out. Yeah. And he eventually got them out of the, the relegation uh, scrap towards the end of the season and they obviously survived that's what he's used to he's used to taking a while to turn the ship round it's like a big oil tanker whereas he's on a a much nippier um, craft at the moment and so Mm. he's turned it round quite quickly because they are a talented squad now he's a bit like oh well what what do we do from here I just think this this perhaps maybe goes halfway to answering the question about would a manager like Sam Ardice do well at a big team and and 
and Everton are a big team. They're obviously not the very biggest team, but they are a big team. And, and when he came in, we saw him take over. Do you remember he, he took over, I think, the day after they beat West Ham 4-0, and he was, but he was sat in the stands. And then yeah. after that, they didn't lose a game until... That's what I mean. Around, he sorted it out quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but what you said at the top of this, which is about a comment perhaps on, on, the, on the ideas or lack of ideas that perhaps he has with those players at his disposal. I think it's helpful to think of Allardyce as um, an arch-pragmatist, really. Yeah. But the expectation before Koeman, you know, had a bit of a nightmare at the start of, of the year was very, very high. And now he's almost tempering everyone to the point where they're going to be happy. Well, Everton fans won't be happy, but it will go unnoticed, really, more broadly, if Everton finish about 11th. Well, I mean, they finished seventh last season. Well, this is it, though, isn't it? And they it? spent think... 200 million quid. Well, that's the, the expectation look... keeps changing because Allardyce had a very, you know, good impact very quickly, got them away from the relegation zone, which is what, what they were worried about. That was the context of him coming in. So now, you know, that seems like, oh, great, we've salvaged something from a terrible season. But and now people are thinking, well, well, why aren't they shooting up the league? It's like every week the expectation is different. Well, Marcus t- talks about uh, the ship kind of uh, metaphor, but I mean... It's Theseus' ship, isn't it? Where they've replaced every last person in that ship. <laughs> Is it even the same, same ship? They've spent so much money on that goddamn squad. Triggers it's, it's crazy. It's a good ship. It's a good ship. <laughs> Why well, change it? They're only seven points above 18th. They've lost four out of their last six. Now, I don't think for a second Everton are going to go down. No. But when you look at how tight it is down there, Everton, when Allardyce took over and they started winning, you know, we said, oh, blimey, we thought the season was a write-off. They're into the, into the top half now. Can they kick on? A bit like what Leicester are doing under Puel, although they've had one or two sloppy results, of course. Yeah, but I think, it's a fair, I think it's a fair analogy. But yeah. now you just sort of think, oh, yeah, you're right. Are they, what's, what is going on? That was Allardyce's 500th Premier League match as a manager. This was a nice stat from the BBC. Only Harry Redknapp with 200 138 has lost more games than him in the, the Premier League's competition. I, I mean, it's, it is, I mean, you can. It's like that old adage, isn't it? You can find, you can prove anything with, with stats. Of course. I mean, they've both been managing a long time. And a lot of the clubs he's he's, yeah. he's managed have been some, you know, fairly lucky to be in the Premier League, and he's yeah. done well to keep them there. And I'm not saying he's not been a good manager over time. I just think this is probably a job too far for him. It's the wrong fit with the players he's got and the money that's been spent. And I'd be very surprised if he's there beyond the summer, given that um, Marco Silva, who they wanted in the first place, is now available. Um, I thought they were absolutely abject against Arsenal, really, really poor. There was a speaking of stats, I think there was a stat in that game at half time that Everton had had about one percent possession. I've made that bit up, yeah. but the most important stat <laughs> yeah. is that I think they made three tackles between them in the entire half. It's mm. phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, so, so I mean, when you think of a Sam Allardyce team, that's not what you expect. Okay, no. well, that, well, but, okay so uh, with on, that point on, in mind, can you blame Allardyce fully? I mean, that's surely the players. Yeah, absolutely. But on I mean, top his job of that, is to I mean, motivate the players well, to, get the, to, to fulfil a, a a brief or a game plan, which they clearly haven't done. Mm. But Arsenal were very good as well and, and swarmed all over them. They didn't get, the, they didn't really give them the chance to sort of get into the game. They were, they were three 0 down after what was it, like about twenty minutes. So, so it's, you know, yeah, they were good. It was the game, a the game just went away from them. They were a little bit shell shocked, I think. Yeah, and it, it was beautiful. Yeah, indeed. Is it is it good news for Everton that Adamola Lookman has started his loan um, move at RB Leipzig with quite emphatic style? Was a lovely one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was after Allardyce sort of disapproved of his move, saying he's not going to get much game time there and so on. And yet he he, he comes on scores the only goal of the game and yeah. it makes it great. <laughs> I, I became the first Englishman to score in the Bundesliga since Owen Hargreaves in two thousand five. That's brilliant. Do you remember the suspicion of Owen Hargreaves? When, when he first sort of burst onto the international yeah. scene. He used to get booed for England all the he time. He did, absolutely. And I hope the fact that both Lookman and Sancho are out there will kind of change that a little bit. I think that them both being there is probably a good thing. I, I, yeah, we, I think we need, we need these little, you know, encampments of players, like, just in different leagues. We respect the Bundesliga a lot more than we ever did, though, to be fair. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, uh, probably not, before we move on to, to West Brom, but was uh, Rhiannon, uh, R- Rhiannon, Rhiannon, rather, 
Was Rihanna, her attendance in the crowd, a lucky charm for Arsenal, Jim? People have said that, or is that a load of nonsense? Yeah, they always play well when she's there. Okay. There was a, there was a, great, that, there was so. a great clip. Uh, my spirit animal for the whole weekend was her going, I'm a gooner. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I'm a gooner. Wenger's probably letting her train at Colney. Let's have a look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, West Brom are still bottom of the league. Now, the little chat that we had in the uh, the first part of uh, this football ramble that you are listening to, ladies and gentlemen, we said that obviously it's quite congested and there, there aren't any whipping boys. But if there are, West Brom have got to be very careful that they don't become it because they are the number one candidate for whipping boy status. <laughs> Yeah. Losing at home to Southampton, that's a blow. Southampton won their first match since November. They looked better. But uh, West Brom, uh, they've got to be careful because it, it, you can easily get in a downward spiral, of course, which is why that, that Southampton win was so crucial. It takes them out of uh, the relegation zone. They're now 15th. The encouragement that that gives to the squad as well is, is enormous. I thought the, um, the, 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 the difference in West Brom when Krakowiak's in the team and when he isn't was remarkable. I mean, yeah. he, he's played really well recently. He's, he was excellent against Brighton, really good against Everton, then good against Liverpool again. He picked up a thigh strain, so he missed the Southampton game. And Jakob in there with Barry, to me, doesn't look anywhere near mm. him as solid. Um, of course, Ward-Prowse played very well. I mean, mm-hmm. with, with Ward-Prowse, you think he, he really needed to add goals to his game, and now he's done that. His, mm. dead, his dead ball delivery is fantastic. Um, and it was a good win for Southampton, a much-needed win. But um, West Brom, they, they don't score enough goals. Um, Sturridge, fine, might take a bit of a while to get going. But um, it's worrying for them, really worrying. Yeah, they're, they're relying a lot on Daniel Sturridge now. And, and old Pars has said that he'll give him special treatment to get the best out of him. And he also said he'll make sure he's fit and fresh for the World Cup because he said uh, he could be an important player for England and I want England to do one. And I think... Not up to you. I did think to myself, okay, I sort of admire that on some level, uh, Mr. Pardew, but but stick with the task in hand you've got. I think West Brom fans won't want to hear any but, of that but, kind of chat. And also, you've got to ask questions about the job that Pardew's doing there because he started very poorly and we, mm-hmm. we're used to seeing him do well. If you look at a prospective front six for West Brom, well, Chris Brunt laid on two assists in that game. He's still yeah. playing very... He's a good player. His left foot... Provides a lot of assists. His left foot's a wand. Yes. But Phillips on the right, who's who's yeah. a good Solid operator. Player. Yeah. You have Barry and mm-hmm. Krakowiak in the middle who have both shown themselves to be decent yeah. and you can have Sturridge up front with Rodriguez with Rondon yeah. coming on. Now, I mean, I that's Rond- not a bad... Exactly. Three, three. I, know, I know Rondon all started three the game. players to choose from, yeah. I know Rond- Rondon, I think, started the game and obviously he scored as well but um, that's that's not bad no I mean, not at all it's not bad so they should really be doing an awful lot better than they actually are but one so win in their last 24 it's terrible uh, league it's games nowhere near it's awful. piss poor yeah, yeah, it really abysmal. is but yeah I mean we talked about the whipping boys thing earlier but it's it, it's just it's been so tight down there. They've just, just slipped in a kind of surprising way. But they're four points off, off Huddersfield in 19th. Like That is, that is dire. Mm. What is, what's he doing, Pards? I know, but uh, we've got to mention uh, Lamina's goal for Southampton. Yeah. That was a satisfying oh, one. Beautiful. It was his first goal the... for them, wasn't it? Was it really? I think it was his first goal for them. Oh, yeah. What a beauty, though. There were some real good hits on the weekend. Yeah, Buffal um, kicking off before the free kick was a funny one. It's always funny when a player does that and then the person that takes it scores. Yeah. <laughs> but fair play to him, though. He ran over and celebrated. Yeah. He didn't moan. He yeah. didn't Oh, moan. that's big of him. Yeah, <laughs> imagine how ridiculous he would have looked if he didn't say that. Well, okay, yeah, you make a fair point there, Luke. Yeah. Imagine if he just already back at the thing without going anywhere, going back to the, his own half. No, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. For me, we're still losing. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to Northern Ireland and then Russia after this. If I had 99 more England caps, I'd have had 100. 
The Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365 will be in your ears this Thursday early evening. Yes, and Richard Simmons, not that one, <laughs> is um, still in the hot seat because of the late, 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 late show. Yes. At Anfield um, at the weekend. Uh, he had over three and a half goals, which came in. Obviously, there were four goals scored. He raised £125 for Prostate Cancer UK. He's going to have an opportunity to raise more money um, more money for, for, for the charity on uh, Thursday. I was about to say more importantly than that, but it's not mm, more important. Yeah. No, not quite as important as no. that, of course. But crucial to, into the process of that. He gets to stay in the hot seat for another week mm-hmm. uh, and get ever closer to a first ever hat-trick <sighs> on this show. Mm. So good luck to you, Richard, and I'll be looking out for your email this week. Damn right, Richie. Damn right. Now, I promised to go to Northern Ireland. We're going to do it just now. Now, do you remember Joe Gormley, a.k.a. Joe the Goal? Joe the Goal, mm. yeah. We spoke about him. I can't remember. It probably would have been about two years he ago. He got his move to the posh, but it didn't work out. Yeah, that's right. He went. To, he was playing at Cliftonville in Northern Ireland for a few years and smashing in the goals. Yeah. Hence his name, Joe the Goal. And then he got moved to Peterborough, as Luke said. Didn't work out from there, and he had bad luck with injuries. And it was a shame because, he, you know, going to a proper league club like uh, Peterborough, but yeah. as I say, for, for, for various reasons, didn't work out. And then he went to St. Johnston in Scotland, didn't work out either. And I think, according to reports, he became a little bit disillusioned with football and so on. And, and I suppose for a man who was in his 20s, had scored a lot of goals for his local club, uh, playing at you know, a, a respectable level in Northern Ireland, going over... Um, to England and then Scotland didn't quite work out. So he's back at Cliftonville now. And it came to my attention because he scored a hat-trick in the Cup on the weekend and I looked at his stats. Five goals in seven league games a season. Jonah Gull's back, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> OK, it didn't That's work brilliant. out for him, uh, as I say, in, for Peter Burns and St Johnson. But it, good, good to know he's, uh, he's among yeah, the goals. He's back, back in where he came from. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but he picked himself up. He's and he, back, he's gone back. Well, yeah, but a, you know, a local cult hero is something to celebrate. Absolutely, it's something we see less and less of. Yeah, and 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 we, as I say, we spoke about him a couple of years ago, and then we're like, oh, he's, he's he's managed to get a move, but injuries and and one or two other things, uh, as I said, left him a bit disillusioned with football. So to return and then go straight back into where he left off, I think it's quite nice. Anyway, here he is, Joe. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> he's not here. Yeah, I he's was going to say we're in England. He doesn't operate very well. Here. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> he, he wasn't yeah. in the studio, but he fucking missed. He walked into the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, uh, everybody, it's 2018. We're all looking forward to the World Cup, which is just a matter of months away. That's weird to think, isn't it? It comes around bloody quick. Well, because we're into February now and we've got our eyes slightly set on the binis end of the Premier Mm. League. So we've got to get that out of the way. Get that flipping foregone conclusion out of the way. Get rid. Before we get to to the main event, which is, of course, the World Cup. But, But... We've got to be careful here because, according to reports, locusts could stand in our way of enjoying this summer's tournament. And this is because a swarm of locusts could attack pitches, thus ruining everything in Russia. This was in the press last week, of course. Um, And according to the head of the uh, Agricultural Ministry's Crop Farming Department, football fields are green. Locusts love it when there is a lot of green. How would they not want to come to the place where football is being played? I absolutely love this. This guy sounds like the, the, like the crank at the start of a disaster movie that's going on about locusts going to ruin everything and no one listens. And then he, he's proven right. Like, uh, They're Je- everywhere. Jeff Goldblum in, in uh, Independence Day. Never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a small actor. You the locusts, they are mutating. But the... the, the, the curious thing about this is a locust greatly enhanced my enjoyment of the World Cup in 2000 and was it 14? Hammers yeah. Rodriguez. Hammers was it a grasshopper, yeah. wasn't it? Or was it? Yeah, a... I don't think that was a locust. You say potato, know. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Let's I mean, pull the whole thing off. Yeah, I mean, the Euros was invaded by moths, moths as well. Yeah, it does it does happen. This guy might be onto something. But the problem is, is, are we saying that the last two, um, yeah. the last two big <laughs> tournaments in European football at least 
uh, have been affected. Well, well, that was in Brazil, yeah, was in Brazil wasn't it? 2014. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Involving okay. European teams or whatever mm. have been affected by insects. Yeah, that has. That's just just well, a I, statement of fact. Well, isn't I think it? the problem and a is, penis was seen. Yeah, yeah I think when we do when we do our whip round, trying uh, our guesses, our, our quiz thing that we um, what do I call? What do we call it? Uh, predictions. Uh, predictions. I don't know I'm struggling with. That. Wow, okay. you turned it to me for like five seconds. I'm going to put one of the one of the questions is going to be which insect is it going to yeah. be? Yeah, <laughs> it's moved on from octopuses. Football's weird, isn't it? Lady it birds. is weird, yeah. I sort of worry. I think the, the, I think what the, the I think the media have played their part in this. Now they used to say this about football hooliganism. If there's football hooliganism, don't show it on the TV because it encourages people mm. to get involved and all that kind of stuff. Well, we saw that thing on a James Rodriguez's arm. They didn't turn the cameras away when the moths they were there. Flinch. I think the insects have been encouraged by right. what they've seen yeah. and I they're getting involved. I can't wait to see uh, Pep Guardiola only uh, have six locusts on the bench. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. People are going mad. Speaking of hooliganism and uh, pitch invaders... uh, We weren't talking about that. (laughs) We were talking about hooligans and they don't show... They didn't show... In in the Palace of they didn't show the pitch invader. But when I saw, like, a Getty image image of the pitch invader, he's a wonderful specimen of hooligan. Was he? Was he? (laughs) He's so wonderful. Describe him to us. He he looks like a lager lout. You remember in the 90s, people were obsessed with, like, lager louts? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've set his his face to be our um, WhatsApp... uh, Oh, good. Our WhatsApp picture. (laughs) Behind the... Mental yeah. curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. He's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, he's actually drinking a bottle of he's beer. He's drinking a bottle of beer on the pitch, oh, which wow. is con- contravenes every Premier League uh, rule. rule. Yeah. He's got a very wet hoodie on. To be fair, yeah. you should tweet that because that is quite stunning. He's something yeah. else, isn't he? Yeah. He's some- Look, I've got to get his my mouth. Ah! There we go. Is <laughs> that his theme tune? That was his theme tune. <laughs> you just hit the music bed with your elbow. <laughs> my Why are you playing there? Give it another go. Yeah. Oh, no. Here come the hooligans. <laughs> It was a song that Northampton produced oh, to yeah. make everyone move to Northampton and yeah. uh, make it really? the city of success. Yeah, this is a podca- it, podcast crossover. And it was and it was from uh, it was basically the idea that uh, aliens <laughs> would land in Northampton because they've got the energy that they require. Pete, could wow. you just fade that out for the purposes of a joke about Newcastle United? Yeah, <laughs> um, did Rafa Benitez try and sign in ah, as a free agent? Ah, yeah, it wasn't, oh, it wasn't worth it, was it? Now no. it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for going for glow. Oh, don't make yeah. me press another button. Lord. It is time for going for Glow, Max. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Did I did it last week. I think, I think I did, didn't I? I didn't. Very I've... late on, if I remember right. Yeah, I think I got it. I think it was Darren Fletcher, wasn't it? No, Very that's right. Yeah. Very late on. Uh, this is from uh, Yair from uh, Los Angeles. I, I think I'm pronouncing the name correctly. I was born on the 5th of May, 1980. That's the mystery footballer, not Yair. My, 5th of May, 1980. Okay. Um, stop. John Terry. Incorrect. He was born in 1980, was around it? that sort of time. Yeah. Why do you not say so it's John not, Terry? It's not incorrect. <laughs> I was the leading goal scorer in my age group at the famed Ajax Youth Academy as a teenager in 1996. Stop. Stop. Patrick Cliver. Incorrect. I was going to say that. Yeah, I think everyone was <laughs> yeah, reaching for that one. If there's two stops at the same time, you have to be more disciplined than that. We have to no, judge no, it. To be fair to Jim, he knew I said that first. Oh, he didn't do that to me. <laughs> yeah, so no. we had to flip a coin. Controversial. Right. Can, Can I got... get one? Can yeah. I get one? Y- Yari Litmanen. Incorrect, but lovely to hear. I think name. he's a Very bit older. Yeah, maybe. probably. Yeah. Might, yeah. Be, might be. I have played on Alan Pardew, who once compared me to Zinedine Zidane, saying he's one of those players that gets you out of your seat. Stop. Hatem Ben Arfa. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> no. Stop. Nwank Wakanu. <laughs> <laughs> 37, I know. He's younger than that. <laughs> uh, I scored 24 goals in my international career, but never played in a World Cup. Stop. Fanindi George. Oh, no. He's Maybe old. Old. Maybe old. I think he played in the World Cup, didn't he? Nigeria? Ah, uh, you might have done, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Um, I've played under legendary managers such as uh, Rafa, Redknapp, Arsene Wenger, Carla Ancelotti, Sam Allardyce, and of course, Pardew. It's been around a bit then. Mm. Very interesting. Go on, carry on. Oof. I'm the only player to have scored a hat-trick in the Premier League, Champions League and FA Cup for the same club. Oh, that's a very good what? start. I feel that like I should know good. that. I feel like I should know that. Do you want to know the teams that he scored against? Yes, please. please. Um, Burnley, Besiktas, Besiktas and uh, Haven and Waterlooville. And the third one, not as impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Besiktas became Besiktas in the last year? Because people went, that's how you pronounce it. Right. You mean you did? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Jim. You You're not winning. You wouldn't catch Andy Brassel doing that. <laughs> no. Go on, carry on. Uh, I played alongside Fernando Torres in his prime, Robin van Persie in his prime, as well as Didier Drogba and Carlos Tevez. This oh, stop. Gonna... Dirk Cout. Incorrect. Oh, it's got to be Dirk Cout. Never, never played for Arsenal. Never it's got to be Dirk Cout. How is it not Dirk Cout? Robin van Persie. Because it's not. Did Dirk Cout not play at a World Cup? All right. Go on. Did you have a guess there? Yeah, Dirk Cout played at a World Cup. Did you have a guess there? Um, I'm going to have a guess. <laughs> you don't know. In just a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Pete. Stop. Yossi Benayoun? It's Yossi Benayoun. Oh, yeah. 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 That's genuinely very good. Well done, Jim. Yes. To be fair, though, you were due one. <laughs> it's a very good I, guess. That was uh, very good. In 2014, I tweeted at my former QPR teammate, Joey Barton, you've been stupid and you will stay stupid all your life. <laughs> and I am Israel's most capped player of all time with 102 caps. Is that part of the quote? <laughs> is that what you think Joey Barton <laughs> I think my, my problem is I go on like the last clue or two that I think yeah. of whereas Jim manages to kind of see he sees a picture sees in his head yeah, the best players do yeah. are you um, <laughs> Richard are you um, are you worried about your form in this at the moment a little bit yeah you little should bit, be a little bit just a little bit yeah you should be yeah how should yeah. I you just need one to go and off your ass mate. You but, I, but the thing is though um you know, Burnley aren't too worried about their form at the moment. They're still way up there, aren't they? Because their their earlier form has kept them there, and that's a bit like me. Yeah, but Burnley haven't got the quality of opposition to me and Jim. Exactly. Yeah, I've players. no idea who's winning. Has anyone got an idea? I, I think it's no. probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the football ramble. It's been a pleasure. Um, say goodbye, Luke. Uh, goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pierre. I'm worth my weight in yogurt. Goodbye from me too. Third nipple. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I'm starting it. Shut up.